Yeah. Welcome back, baby. Episode two. Oh, man. It's been a while. Welcome back to So Damn Tired. It's Eric and Tyler here. And it's been a long time. It's been a month there, Eric. Yeah, unexpected. We didn't expect to take a month hiatus. And the reason why, Christmas Eve was full of a lot of presents this year. <laughs> and some of them got a lot louder and a lot smaller because my wife and I welcomed our baby girl into this world on Christmas Eve. And I am now a part of the anti-sleep slumber club. <laughs> and it has just been a whirlwind of emotions for the last month. Welcome to the club. Thank you. Now I finally understand why you wanted this to be called So Damn Tired. I finally, I finally understand the meaning behind it. Uh, yeah, it's been a month. And let me tell you, this month has been filled with a lot of bodily fluid and filled with a lot of tears, both my own mm -hmm. and the baby's, and, uh, and a lot of sleep deprivation, which is why my monthly subscriptions for caffeine have only skyrocketed. And it is just getting started. It is. I mean, it is, you are just, you are just putting your toe in the deep end of the pool right now because it is, you know, it is going to, it's just going to get, you're just going to be, you're going to have them bags under your, like I do. I have those bags under your eyes and everything pretty soon. You're just like a fine wine though. If anything, <laughs> it makes you more wise. Uh, Speaking of bags under their eyes, I, I was looking at this stat, and it's crazy. So parents, they average a loss of three hours of sleep every single night, which adds up to 133 nights of lost sleep in a year before your baby turns one. So you're losing a third of your life in a year. In one, that's in one year? In one year. That's, that's staying up with your mind-blowing. And let's clarify. This is definitely about the moms, considering that the yeah. website we pulled this from is called The Bump. <laughs> I know that I know I have a father bod, but this is probably just for, for the moms. Yeah. Yeah. I can't take credit for any of that loss of sleep for the first year. If I no. want if I want to make it through this year, I can't take credit over the airwaves for that loss of sleep. That's, Precisely. That's all my wife. Completely. Yeah. I I, I was only, and I'm still only on diaper duty, and somehow I still am in the best situation, and I am dealing with urine. Let me tell you, I have never <laughs> seen anybody do any bodily function out of their body other than throwing up. And I saw my daughter poop and pee out of her small body. <laughs> And it has only been scarring, and I have not forgotten about it. And it happened probably about four weeks ago. Yeah. So it, it's safe to say that this experience hopefully will make me more wise with wrinkles, because otherwise it will only scar me. Well, you have to understand, too, is that you will get your revenge when you are old, and she's hopefully taking care of you in that way, too. That's <laughs> right, baby. Bring me them big old diapers. Come on. But it's been, it's been a crazy, crazy month, which is why we've been away for so long. And if I could just share the story, it has been a whirlwind since Christmas Eve. So our daughter was supposed to be 
welcomed into the world on January 12th. So almost three weeks later, my wife had woken up in the middle of the night and she was like, oh man, I, I, I'm, I'm peeing myself. I'm like, I know that this, yeah. this season is weird for you, but this is a whole new level of weird. Like I didn't <laughs> think you were going to pee yourself. And, and she found out that later in the day that her water had broke and we went in and we're, we're pretty sure the nurses didn't take it seriously. I mean, they're like, oh, these 20 year olds, you know, we're going to keep them in this room for a couple hours. We're going to find out, you know, what, what they're bugging out about. Soon to realize her water broke and flash forward to the different steps of the process. And M had gone from two to five to seven centimeters. And then they gave her an epidural. I said, oh, just take a nap. Just get your rest. Yeah, yeah. Chill out a little bit. And I was like, oh, this is my opportunity to rest. Like, this is my victory. This is not just hers. And when we went to bed, and <laughs> the nurse woke us up and she was like, hey, um, so you're, you're 10 centimeters. You're going to start pushing in the next 15 <laughs> minutes. So we want you to wake up. <laughs> First of all, my life has completely changed in 12 hours. Yeah. Completely changed. And uh, not to mention, and they say, okay, so pushing may take up to four hours. You got to get your rest. We're glad that you rested up. Pushing took 15 minutes. And it was the most, the most scarring 15 minutes. Yeah. Full felt, of. Felt like an hour. Oh, yeah. Full yeah. of worship music somehow in the background. Trying to keep myself <laughs> calm. That I made for seven hours and pushing lasted 15 minutes. So that's wild. Uh, if that's not if that's not love, I don't know what it is. Putting a seven hour playlist together for only 15 minutes of pushing. <laughs> but dude, it has just been a crazy ride since. So our daughter joined us on on December 24th, Christmas Eve. And it has been full of so many Christmas present puns, it's not even funny. Oh, sure. Yeah, she is a beautiful present. Right? Yeah, so, she is. Beautiful a smelly gift. present. That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, so we could essentially say that this episode, for the most part, is about fatherhood because we're now a part of this anti-sleep slumber club because, I mean, you've been in it for 10 years. I mean, what has been your experience with the boys for the last 10 years? I mean, what's yeah. been the hardest parts? What's been the parts that you didn't even expect that, I mean, I could definitely use some wisdom on? Wow, that's crazy. Um, 10 years, it just, it goes by in a blink. of an eye, And it's, it's really crazy when you turn around and you start, um, cause you know, you'll see, you'll see all these little different stages and each stage is going to be a beautiful experience, right? You yeah. might, you might enjoy one stage a little bit more than the other, whatever, but they're all beautiful in their own way. And then, you know, then, then when they start talking, I mean, I just remember all these little things that, that the boys used to say, you know, uh, when they were, you know, learn how to talk, just, you know, these little, you know, uh, uh, my oldest used to call my wife uh, instead of, he would call me dad. Right. And then okay. instead of calling her mom, he would call her doe. <laughs> casually yeah, casually his yeah, so, favorite movie was yeah. bambi for sure <laughs> so it's like and then one day those things are gone you know what i mean yeah. and it's like whoa you know whoa 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 time out where where's where's this going what what's what's happening here and yeah, now change my, happens fast yeah and now my five-year-old downstairs is you know watching all these things about countries talking about kazakhstan and yugoslavia <laughs> and, and naming all these countries and 
And it's just kind of mind blown. Like, where's that little, you know, he's still, mm-hmm. he's still little, right. But where is that, yeah. um, you know, that those small little things that he used to talk about. Um, yeah. Before. Crazy. And, it, and the cool thing is, I mean, you, you talk about all these things. It's, it's cool to see, I mean, how active you are in the lives of your boys, right? Like the fact that you even know what they're on, the fact that you know these these things from memory alone shows like your activity as a dad. Because I mean, last episode for the viewers that listen, if not, small plug, you should check out episode one. <laughs> Excited episode. Yeah. <laughs> you you were you were talking about how I mean, you have to give of yourself in order to be with your kids. Like it, it comes at times where you are so damn tired and you just have to choose. It's all about a yeah. choice. Absolutely. It is, you know, and, and meaning it's, I think it's, I don't know how to say it. I think it's in that moment, it, it's a lot of times it's an easy choice, you know, because they're looking at you and they're talking to you and, and you want to make their life a beautiful thing. So you do what you can. Yeah, you have to. And yeah. uh, you, you sacrifice a lot, you know, yeah. but it's all for the betterment of them. And yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's hard to put into words sometimes um, what, being a, what being a parent is, you know. And the crazy thing is, I mean, I feel like we're in the same boat when it comes to, I mean, my daughter is four weeks old. Mm-hmm. And there is nothing that she has done other than literally crap herself, <laughs> pee on herself, and cry in my face at four in the morning. And I love her. Like, it's just a different kind of love. And the fact is, it's like, my gosh, they've done nothing to prove themselves. They've done nothing to earn your love. They've done nothing for any of these things. But just by being there and being a part of you, and you can't help but love them. <laughs> and taking from you. Like, that's all they do, man. It's, it's <laughs> take, take, take. <laughs> you ever heard of The Giving Tree? It's an autobiography. It's crazy. <laughs> but it's it's crazy because it's just you can't help it. Like, you can't help. It's almost like there's something about them that brings out the inner part of you, right? Like, I already know by seeing my daughter at four weeks old, it does bring me back to just like that crave of wanting to be with my dad. I mean, mm. it, it's, it sounds super silly cause she doesn't even know what the heck is going on right now. I mean, the only things going through her mind is light and dark and she gets them wrong still. <laughs> and the crazy thing is just, it, it reminds me of my relationship with my dad. It's, yeah. I just, I crave to be around her just like I crave to be around him. And and my hope is that she would do the same. And it, it kind of brings up the point too. I mean, question for you, Eric, like because of this relationship that you have and you've had with your boys, I mean, one of your boys for 10 years, the other one five. Mm-hmm. I mean, what example do you kind of like want to lead for them? I mean, just like you said, they're looking at us and my daughter's going to look at me. Like what are the things that kind of you're seeing that, what are some things that you want to see your boys have based on your actions or the things that you've said and done? Yeah. I really, you know, I just try to, 
I want I want them to see a good person at the end of the day. That's all that really that really matters to me. I want them to know that I love them, right? Which uh, which they definitely do. Um, and I want them to know that um, you know you can still you know there's a lot of not good in the world, and I would like for them to know that being good in the world is still a possibility, and you could be happy, and mm-hmm. you can you can be um, nice to people. And you can be um, a good, you know, good citizen, if, if you will, uh, and still, um, you know, still enjoy the uh, this thing of life, right? So that's that's what I hope that they learn, and and I just hope that they know that, um, you know, when they're older, that you know, my wife and I, we did our best for them. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's so funny. My sister said. I mean, I mean, we are all broken and messed up people. Sure. It's your job just to make sure that your child is not extremely broken and messed up because we're all broken and messed up. Like our goal yeah, as man. parents is just to like, hey, let's make them try to be as normal and as great as possible. Yeah. You know, I, I tell my son, uh, my oldest one, I tell him, I want you to be better than me. You know, I mean, yeah. there was yeah. a, a good period of my time, my life that I could not take care of myself. <laughs> In a, in a, in a, in a respectful way. Right. So yeah. it was like, you know, I no like diaper talk yet. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but we'll but I, I, you know, I just want them to know that, um, you know, they can, I don't know, they can just be good people and to be, don't strive to be like somebody else, you know, try to be your own person. It's, yeah. it's hard to put it into words because, um, each, each, each of, you know, they're both very different people, you know? So when it comes down to it, um, I probably have different thoughts and ideas for each one of them, but as a new parent, you know, I, I remember when I was a new parent, it was pretty overwhelming that now you have this, um, this little human that relies on you for, for everything. Right. So, looking forward what kind of what kind of you know person do you want you know do you want your daughter to see you as when she gets older you know what do you want her to learn from you you know yeah and and you're so right i mean it's even in the subconscious stuff i mean every night when i'm changing a diaper i'm thinking my gosh like this is a pretty i mean crappy situation I couldn't say so myself, but it's, it's so, it's so dependent on how you view it. I mean, am I going to do this with joy or am I going to do this, you know, kind of, you know, very displeased of the fact that I have to do this at three or 4am. And the fact is that it's probably going to change tomorrow. Like you said, I mean, you can tell the kind of parents that do things with joy even if they don't enjoy it, if that makes any sense. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, sure. My gosh, like the, the people that would stand out at a soccer game in the fall when it's 10 degrees outside, like yeah, yeah. it's probably not in their enjoyment, but they have joy doing it because I mean, that's the example that they want to lead, you know, is that I'm, I'm going to show up for you. And exactly. Yeah. Be your it, support. Right? Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that's been the biggest learning curve. I don't know if you could vouch for that, but it's like, even in the things that we don't even think about, I mean, they're watching, right? Like 
Now, given, I mean, my daughter has no idea what's happening right now. Her eyes are just bugging out and mm-hmm. looking at me mm-hmm. all the time. But yeah. she she is watching and I mean, they feel they feel you like they feel what you're feeling. And it's totally dependent on your emotions, right? Mm-hmm. Like, are you doing something out of joy? Or are you doing it just because it's kind of your job? Because there's a difference between being a father and being a dad. You know absolutely, what I mean? Absolutely. Big difference. Like, that, like what is, what is that to you kind of? Cause it sounds like you're kind of like agreeing with that fact too. Like what, what do you, what do you feel about that? That difference? But I mean, the difference is huge. I mean, anybody can be um, a dad, right? Uh, is that what it was? Anybody can be a dad. Yeah. And so I'm trying to yeah. think of the old quote that I, that I had heard um, from that. Uh, what movie was that? Boys in the hood. <laughs> it might have been boys in the hood <laughs> but uh um yeah any any fool can be a um mm. a dad but it or mm. but it takes a man to be a father something, mm. something to that respect and yeah. i mean you have to be present you have to be yeah. there you have to be you have to give that love you have to be vulnerable you have to be um uh mature enough that when you're changing a diaper at three in the morning, you're not taking it personal from mm. a, a little person that has n- no choice in the matter. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. like, um, there, there's, there's levels to this stuff, you know, and uh, there's each one, uh, you know, luckily we're learning along the way with each step that the kids take, you know, when they start, they start talking and they start crawling and they, they start walking, you know, we're learning just as much as they are during those time periods on how to deal with protecting them and how to deal with supporting them and how to deal with being there to let them know that everything is going to be okay. The biggest thing for me was when my kids went to school for the first time because Mm. I was, I'm a teacher. So I know what goes on in the school and that's, should have made everything easier for me, I think. But yeah, yeah. But they're not. It's like they're out of my sight. They're out of my control. Not control. I don't want to say that. But they're out of my no. But you're right. I mean, range. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And and it's so it's so humbling because you have to release control, you have right? To. Like yeah. And. And I'm not at the stage yet, which I'm excited to learn from you again, like as someone who's walked this out before me, that it's such a fine line between kind of loving and, and sheltering, mm-hmm. but then also giving the freedom because they are their own person. I mean, even when you fall, like you're going to be the one that's going to have to get back up by choice. Now, people are going to pick you up. But like, it is your choice to kind of get back on your feet or not. And as a parent, as a father, that's probably the hardest choice that it's going to be a hard one to make, right? That the line between sheltering and then giving that freedom. Absolutely. And for me, as someone who was, you know, born in the seventies and grew up in, you know, was growing up in the eighties and nineties. Yeah. It gives me just such a huge different perspective of respect for my parents because they were able to, you know, they were able to have me feel supported. Right. 
But at, at that time period, parenting was a little bit different, man. You, you were, mm. you were allowed, you know, a certain amount of freedoms as a kid that, oh, uh, yeah. I would be, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it right now. I couldn't just, you know, I couldn't allow that for my kids and feel comfortable, you know? Yeah. And they did it and they, you know, I don't know how they did it is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And you had said something earlier too. You had said that, I mean, when, when you are doing something for your child, right. And they Mm -hmm. don't have any, they don't have any real control over it. Right. It's all dependent upon your reaction. When you had said that, it was also funny. It reminded me of my wife. I mean, and it reminds me kind of like our interactions. Like, I mean, my, my wife loves the bed, meaning she could run a whole episode of So Damn Tired right by herself. Maybe we'll have, maybe we'll have a, a wives takeover. Absolutely. But when it comes to the nighttime and, and I'm changing our baby girl and I'm like, all right, let's go. And she's like, okay, give me five more on this downy soft pillow. It's, you could react one of two ways, right? Like it's not only like your baby that really, I mean, you have a reaction to, it's also everyone else around you too, like in that house, because it's so interesting. I mean, you could react one of two ways in every situation because you're now not only, you know, being yourself as an independent, you're also a husband and now you're a father. You have so many different identities Yeah, and how you react can impact one of those or it can impact all of them. Yeah. And uh, to me, it sounds like, you know, your wife and I are more alike than, than you and I, and, you know, and that led to, you know, my wife reacting, you know, thankfully she didn't follow through with it, but there was many times where she just wanted to take her pillow and put it over my face for the duration, you know, to, to just end it all because she was, she was going to Godfather. Yeah. Cause I could, I could sleep through anything and sleep with the fishes too, man. It'd be all included. (laughs) Yeah, she's she was not very happy uh for a lot of you know what what did you say 133 hours is that what you said 133 days 133 days yeah so she felt all that my wife yeah. felt all that yeah and uh you know she's a saint for it um you know but she definitely was pissed off at me about it for a long time i think yeah I just can't get up, man. <laughs> I'm, so Honestly, damn, I'm so damn tired. <laughs> it's so on par. It's so on par. In fact, the sponsor of today's episode, at least in this house, is Oral Grey Tea. It's a little oh, bit different okay. than episode yeah, yeah. one. We got that sleepy time tea because we are in a new season of So Damn Tired. Yeah, and let's let's touch on that for a second, though, because um, our, our first episode, we were together in the same room now, and we will for most of our episodes be in the same room, but today we got a lot of weather coming in the uh, Northeast United States. And right. um, so we are doing this from each other's um, separate houses um, over, right. over the zoom. Um, yeah. Winter weather advisory, man, just gets you every time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, your house, you got, you got some tea going on. I had, I have coffee going on over here. Very and, uh, different than episode one. That, yes. that Woodford Reserve. If you're still interested in being a sponsor, we would love to receive hey. any of your your financial support. Yeah. But yeah, we uh, might not talk sh- about you anymore, though. If you're not going to reach out, we might not talk about you anymore. 
We may not, but you know what? Bigelow Tees is a different story. Bigelow Tees, if you have your interest. I mean, the door is still open, people. It's still open. There's this one coffee that I'm really interested in trying, though, from this. Uh, it's called the West Side Coffee Collective, right? Yeah. And I'm really interested in getting my hands on some of that. So maybe, right. maybe, maybe there'll be a sponsor someday, or, you know, we can, you know, cohabit. Habitat, habitation. Have a have a partnership. <laughs> yeah, man. Westside Coffee Collective for the for the listeners that don't know, my wife and I met at a community center, and uh, we met as just friends. She was my boss, so I just want to insert that little plug right there. Mm. My wife now was my boss then, so let's just slide that in. So, uh, so not much has changed, that. right? Not much. Has no, changed. not much has changed at all. Actually. <laughs> But uh, but when we had come together and when we had gotten married, she still works at this community center. And, uh, and this community center has some really great mission and vision. And what they actually do with the kids is, is they formed a program where the students get the opportunity to coffee roast. And they know the plantation where it comes from. And it's potentially in the works to actually send them over to that plantation in Indonesia wow. uh, to kind of see where everything's coming from. But I will say I'm a, I'm a coffee addict myself, but... Um, a good cigar and some good coffee, you know, caffeine and nicotine. It's just, it gets to a father's soul. That's for sure. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's pretty good. But to, to kind of end our time, I, I do have a question for you. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Eric, what, what would you say? Um, I mean, how, how has being a father, how has it changed you? And what advice would you give for me and for any of the other listeners who are kind of new parents along this journey? Because to be honest, for being a first time parent, there is no manual. Like they send you off on your own. And let me tell mm-hmm. you, the first couple hours was just filled with staring at this child in a whole bassinet on our floor and having no idea what to do next. Like yeah. what, what kind of would you encourage or what would you give to those people who are kind of in the same boat? Man, uh, I am the, not the most mature person, right? Um, I like to have my fun, right? I like to be, uh, but I, uh, having kids makes you grow up fast, you know, mm. just because, yeah. you know, you, that's a, it's a big responsibility and um, welcome the changes in your life, I guess. You know, don't, mm. don't be afraid of change. Don't be uh, upset about the things that you can't do anymore because, you know, you know, your former life, um, you know, you like to go out you like to, you know, do all this other kind of stuff, but you know, it, you get a greater appreciation for being home with the family, you know, mm. and, um, those family times, because I'm telling you, man, you turn around and, you know, the kids are big, they're older, you know, the cussing you out. <laughs> I love that for you. I love that for you. Nah, my, they're not, they're not cussing me out yet. I'll give a couple, yet. couple Just more give it years. Six, yeah, six couple, months. Couple. Yeah. <laughs> but there's so much you miss out on, um, focusing on yourself, you know, so, so don't, don't let this, don't let the small moments go without appreciating them. Mm. You know, like the, those three o'clock um, changes that Never you're talking changes. about. Yeah. You know, wh- wh- after you change the baby, you know, that little time you gotta, you gotta rock her back to sleep. Right. So 
pretty soon you're not going to be rocking her back to sleep you know that that's going to be gone so those moments are like those beautiful moments that um you just can't get back again i always wanted to have um three three or four kids you know Mm -hmm. but we we stopped it too because you know because we're so damn tired and And, but you know, that time for me now is past and I'm like, I think back on it sometimes and I just, you know, I miss it, but, um, I'm not going back. <laughs> well, I was going to say, if, if, if you need a daughter to be lent, I mean, date nights are Tuesdays in this house. Uh, but, uh, oh, you still got date nights. Oh, you better believe it. Oh my gosh, man. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you, dude. Wine and charcuterie every Tuesday, man. We've been spending our savings account in order to get out, man. Man. It's been, uh, yeah, it's fine. The baby can cook You by lucky bastard. No, that's good. That's right. <laughs> but uh, in, in order to wrap us up, and I think it's a beautiful point, as, as one of my favorite movies says, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, life moves pretty fast. And if you don't stand around, you know, once in a while to take a look, you may miss it. Yeah. yeah. And uh Perfect. and I think that that what you said is just so true. If we don't stop and pause for ourselves and for our families and you know really really savor that time with with our kids, you know, we're going to miss it. But uh yeah. But straight out here from episode 2 is so damn tired. We're going to be excited. And we're <laughs> going to be tired. Let's see what's going to happen next time. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll have uh something a little bit more um potent to sip on while we're having our conversation. We'll reach out to Maker's Mark. There you go.